listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. This is probably going to be the most difficult episode of the podcast I've ever had to do. John Long, R.I.P. I'm I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm just kidding. He's not dead yet. <laughs> I should have let you do like a whole first story before I said anything. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm not dead. Never got COVID. I, I, Tiny and I both beat original COVID. Omicron yes. doesn't even want a piece of us, you know? <laughs> yeah. My son is healed. Thanks for everybody who called, checked, sent me messages about him. He's fine. He was really fine in about two days, mm-hmm. but bled it out for five days. Smart. Yeah, his doctor's excuse had him off for 10 days. And <laughs> nice. On like day three, he was like, now look, I don't have to go back to school till next Monday. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> but you know, you're going back on Tuesday. So, um, but he, he's doing well. Everybody else in my house did not get it. So we've all managed to escape at least this scare mm-hmm. of COVID. Now, people are getting it left and right. So. You know, I don't wear a mask, wash your hands, do whatever. But get your vaccine. Yeah, get your vaccine if you're into that. If you're not, you know, take horse medicine, whatever it is. <laughs> Ivermectin. Yeah, that you yeah. guys do. Listen to Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. It's fine. And Aaron Rodgers. It may or may not help. I don't think it's going to hurt you. I, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I don't. I mean, out of everybody in the world, I am not one to be an authority on. <laughs> putting anything in your body you know like yeah i don't know about you john but on a nice hot day i reach for a nice call glass tall glass of engine coolant <laughs> that engine coolant being water sure <laughs> for anyone there wondering. you go yeah i i just you know i i don't consider the ramifications of anything i i put in my body i never have <laughs> you know like you right. could Right now, whip out some pill and be like, here, John, take this. It it does whatever. You know, like you won't get a headache. And I'm like, okay. And I don't think anything about it. It expands your consciousness. Sure, whatever it is. So I'm not the guy that anyone needs to come to for medical advice. Mm-hmm. Although I am 45 years old, I take no prescription medicines every day. Outside of being fat, I'm in pretty good health. Nice. You know? All so right. I only have one comorbidity. <laughs> and uh, so hopefully if I get it again, I'll be all right. All right. So anyways, glad to be back. You yeah, did, uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad that we're doing this again, too. Yeah. Because uh, I tell you what, last week was, uh, I apologize for the clip show. I but, thought it was good. Okay. I enjoyed it. I hope it was at least tolerable. You, you did get a show. Sure. I didn't just well, abandon the audience. There is nothing I like more than laughing about funny things I've said. So, <laughs> yes. you know, I enjoyed it because <laughs> I forget what I say like immediately after this podcast is over. Mm-hmm. Like I'll bump into somebody at work and they'll be like, oh, remember when you said this? And I'm like, no. I, <laughs> I and they're like, you said it on the podcast that was released today. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I stand by that. Yeah. Right. But I don't remember. <laughs> so it's fun to relive stuff that I've said. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. And kudos to you for putting in the hard well, work you. to do it. It didn't occur to me that, 
you would do anything. Because mm-hmm. if I were in your shoes, <laughs> I would have been like, this is an awful week for me. Yeah. And so I didn't even look for the podcast today, and I opened up Spotify, and there it was, or on Friday or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, let's see what this is. And I enjoyed it. Apologies to the groundwalker out oh, yeah. there. because I heard he was disappointed. <laughs> well, I don't think he was disappointed per se. He was he was disappointed he didn't get to hear from John Long. He well, hit me up in the break room and he said, "Hey, uh, y'all aren't doing another clip show next week, are you?" <laughs> and I was like, "That bad?" Huh? He was getting ready to. <laughs> he was getting ready to cancel that Patreon money. <laughs> We're back, though. Yeah. We're back, baby. Well, you know, uh, I had and I want to do a little upfront commercial for Cajun Curl. Yeah, <laughs> did it did it cure your COVID? It didn't. <laughs> it cured Thomas. I had a banner day yesterday all right so nfl playoff games are starting in the afternoon ollie foster kid had a basketball game he's playing upward basketball the only jesus approved basketball (laughs) league so that was at 12 and so i was like i'm gonna get up early i'm gonna go and get groceries because we needed groceries Mm -hmm. you know and i'm just gonna be super husband so i do all that Get up, actually do two loads of laundry, then go get groceries, come back home, put the groceries away, and I bought stuff to make a pot roast. So I made a pot roast, rubbed it, and then seasoned all my veggies and everything with Cajun curl, put it in, and man, it was excellent. Delicious. It was good. And then, you know, we come home from the basketball game, watch playoffs, I got pot roast cooking, it smells great and everything. (laughs) Huge day for John. You know, like I was super husband, no laundry for my wife to do. She didn't have to worry about shopping for groceries and she didn't have to cook dinner. Credit to go. John. Credit to me, really, <laughs> for being a, a great husband. Yeah. And my wife a few weeks ago was like, I hate going to the grocery store. I hate doing it more than anything else. And so I was like, that's fine. I'll go to the grocery store from now on. Have y'all not discovered the uh, cart pickup? No, no, no. She, that's all she does. And she still hates it. She's saying. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, because <laughs> Tara, we, that's what we do too. And right. I'm always the person, like, I don't think Tara has picked up a grocery cart. Yeah. Maybe ever since they started doing it back in 2017 right. or something. <laughs> yeah. But well, but that's that's crazy that she don't even like putting it in the cart. I, I think I Tara kind of likes that part. <laughs> back when I had the restaurant, I did all the grocery shopping because I would go like at 11 o'clock at night when I would close up the store because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be tired. And nobody else is in the nobody store. Nobody else yeah. is in Walmart or anything like that. So I could go and do all our grocery shopping at night. Well, then once I got into a normal job... She kind of was like, well, don't worry, I can get the groceries. Mm-hmm. She's gotten tired of it. Oh, okay. It declared it to be her least favorite thing to do in the world. And I was smart enough to not bring up like, hey, all you do is drive and sit in your car <laughs> and then they bring it out for you. In you the know? age of smartphones, yeah. I, I I love sitting there but, in my air conditioned or heat <laughs> heated car. I love walking up and down the aisles at the grocery store. I, I mean, I, I guess it's in my blood because my dad yeah. is in the grocery business for forever and I grew up in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I enjoy grocery shopping. I also enjoy the weird interactions with people that are there and all that. So I had a good time doing it. So I'm back to doing it. But I realized that my wife has duped me not only into by by declaring this is her least favorite thing to do in life. This is what I do. I do the laundry now because <laughs> a while back she had a whole this. I hate doing laundry. I do laundry all the time. This is my least favorite thing to do in life. I'm like, okay, I can do it. Then it was loading the dishwasher that turned into the, her least favorite thing. 
Now it's groceries. <laughs> so I'm doing all three of those, which is no big deal. None of them are hard. Yeah. You know, Great I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wonder what her next move is going to be. You know, yeah. like, I hate feeding myself, you know, or whatever it is. Like I'm about taking on all the responsibilities that there are. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I just wonder what the next thing's going to be, <laughs> which is fine. Cause I've pointed out to her a long time ago, like, look, if I ever figure out this husbanding thing, like y'all better watch out. Cause I'm going to be the best there ever was at it. And now I am. And so <laughs> she has nothing really to complain about or anything, you know? Well, let me ask you this. Does that stop her from complaining? No, no, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't complain at all. She knows okay. she's got it good. All right. She'll tell everybody she's got it good, man. Which is fine, cause I like it's not hard to go to the grocery store. Even going in, like I do, it's not hard. You walk around, put it mm-hmm. in the buggy, let them check you out, and then go home. Yeah, how but hard you, is that? You got to put on your shoes. No, you have to tie your Here's shoes. The <laughs> Here's the thing: nobody will go with you, and that's like an hour by yourself, which right. is amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I when can you get an, with four kids? When can you get an hour to yourself? See, Dieter's looking at it all the wrong way, right? And so. You know, anyway, I, I, I that probably has no bearing and was really uninteresting other than the fact that they just duped me into doing things. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually a better wife than she has ever been. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm way better. Than Put that it. on a T-shirt. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't know if you saw the a transgendered uh, male to female woman is one more than any woman has ever won on Jeopardy. Right. Well, I was about to say, that's not all. Oh, they've won swimming matches and everything? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, every time you turn around, there's I a transgender right. woman taking the title and something. I have turned into the world's greatest wife, you know? <laughs> yeah. I was saying, uh, dudes are cool. Like, we're really good at doing stuff. So. <laughs> everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> everything. <laughs> that's it. And I think, like, women, of course, you know, women are smart. Probably smarter than most dudes. They definitely live <laughs> on Earth. But they have they have gotten into a situation. Where they're like, look, we don't even want to fool with being a woman anymore. Let's just let the dudes do it all, you know. <laughs> and we get to chill out, you know. Like I don't have to train to be an Olympic swimmer. There's some dude that'll do that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah there we so go. what's the point? Yeah, what's right. the point in even trying? Uh, yeah. If you're a female athlete, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just I don't throw in the towel. All of that stuff, like I, I, I don't understand all of it. I'm all for people doing whatever they want to do. I just uh-huh. don't understand it. So, but I am a better wife than my wife is. So, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty doggone good at it. <laughs> and you could probably do better on her than Jeopardy. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now Deidre's insanely uh, smart, but she doesn't know any trivia stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, but right. I would crush her in Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, let me tell you this. If COVID wasn't a big enough blight yeah. on our country, what if I told you that this past week there was a hundred lab monkeys on the loose in Pennsylvania? Okay. <laughs> monkey pox coming to a Pennsylvania <laughs> area flu. near you. Yeah. The monkey flu. That's the next one. Bill Gates has got up his sleeve. Him and Fauci. Fortunately, all but one has been accounted for. Okay. So they've gone out, they've well, found one all rogue but one. It's but gonna, there's one rogue lab monkey that's out there somewhere. It's going to end up in Winfield. You know? <laughs> uh, this comes from the AP. The last of the escaped monkey from the crash of a truck towing a trailer load of a hundred of the animals 
was accounted for by late Saturday, a day after the pickup collided with a dump truck on the Pennsylvania Highway, authorities say. Okay. You know, I mean, look, I don't want to point fingers, but I feel like if you've got a load of lab bunkies, you should maybe just be a ex- little extra careful yeah, on the road. Yeah. No, you want to obey all traffic laws, <laughs> yes. use your turn signals, all that. Yeah. I mean, you're not hauling pulp wood. Yeah, right. <laughs> These exactly. are lab bunkies. Several of the monkeys had escaped following Friday's collision, Pennsylvania State Police said, but only one had remained unaccounted for as of Saturday morning, yesterday morning as of this recording, prompting the Pennsylvania Game Commission and other agencies to launch a search for it amid the frigid weather. Kristen Nordland, a spokesperson for the Federal Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, said in an email Saturday evening that all 100 of the... Cinemagus macaque monkey. It's the macaque monkey. You're, okay. you're familiar with them, right? Uh, they have been accounted for. Uh, three were dead after being euthanized. The email did not elaborate on why the three were euthanized or how all came to be accounted for, but Nordland said that those euthanized were done so humanely according to the American Veterinary Medical Association guidelines. Hmm. The shipment of monkeys was en route to a CDC-approved quarantine facility after arriving Friday morning at New York's Kennedy Airport from Mauritius, Mauritius, and it's a, it's a it's an island nation that's somewhere in the Indian Ocean. Okay, so it's from the Indian Ocean to New York. Yeah, and now on a truck to a CDC quarantine facility. Yeah, we're right. just making sure they don't they're not bringing in anything. Yes, but now they're they've ran loose across <laughs> the countryside of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. I hope they have masks on. It says, earlier police had urged people not to look for, capture any monkey, with troopers also tweeting anyone who sees or locates the monkey, they should not approach, not attempt to catch it, and not come into contact with it, and call 911 immediately. Well, look, like, would you not just shoot it? Like the num- the normal thing I think the law down here would say is, look, y'all, if y'all see a monkey, just shoot it. You know, don't get close to it, just shoot it. You know? Yeah. We'll let it sit for a week in a freezer and then you can take it to your taxidermist. I would get on uh Facebook and tell everybody I found Littlefoot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we already know this is a lab monkey, and now yeah. the police are like, hey, don't catch it. Right. Don't touch it. Yeah. Don't look at it. What did I mean? I what does know, it have? What, right. what? Yeah. What does this thing got? Right. That's the thing. What? <laughs> what are they sending monkeys over here with? You know. I mean, I, I, one question. Okay, what was Doctor Fauci going to do with these monkeys? Like he tortures the beagles. Sure. Yeah, he does. <laughs> the beagle People puppies. Forget. Yeah. Yes. What was he going to do with these? I don't know. I don't huh. know. But uh, speaking of beagles, I think I need to address the elephant in the room, and that is my beagle, Jay Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, Got loose last week. Well, he did get loose last okay. week, the day of the national championship game. That's right, <laughs> which we lost, and I'm still upset over it. Yeah. But the real Jay Barker, who he's named after, was arrested. <laughs> That's for, right. <laughs> for people who don't know, Jay Barker was the quarterback of the 1992 National Championship mm-hmm. team here at the University of and Alabama. He, he's like Southern royalty. He yes. was on like a radio station. He was Southern royalty until we started winning national championships all the time. Right. You know, like Jay Barker won our only national championship since 1997 until Nick Saban got here. We won in 2009. Mm-hmm. So he had a nice little monopoly. It he was, was 92, a, though, wasn't it? Yeah, 92. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he had a nice little monopoly of being a good Christian man, 
and uh, so would come and speak at your church or whatever. I'm sure he charged a fee for all that. Wrote some books, had a radio show, still mm-hmm. had a radio show. Horrible radio show, by the way. <laughs> and I named my dog Jay Barker because dogs bark, and my dog barks all the time. It's very ap- apropos. Mm-hmm. Well, Jay Barker got arrested for trying to run over his estranged wife. The player, not the dog. Yeah, yeah, not my dog. <laughs> my dog never had a wife. He's he hadn't had nuts in a long time. You know, uh, he got arrested for trying to run over his estranged wife, country music singer Sarah Evans, mm-hmm. and uh, so he got put in jail. I got no less than ten text messages and at least four. Uh, Facebook uh, messages <laughs> from people asking me if I was going to change my dog's name. And the answer to that is no, I'm right. not. Because my Jay Barker has no, my Jay Barker's still a virgin, too, by the way, <laughs> better than the real Jay Barker. And he is okay, never. Well, John, we don't care about that. Has, has your dog ever tried to run somebody in the car? He is not. He is not. As far as I'm aware, he is not. Okay. So, and you can't change a dog's name this late in the game, anyways. You right. know, like he's eight, nine years old. He can't learn a new name, mm-hmm. and I don't know what I would name him. If I was a Georgia fan, I would name my dog Barcavius Wingo, <laughs> but uh, or Barbacavius Mingo. But uh-huh. I'm not a Georgia fan, and okay. I don't like Georgia fans. So there's the answer to everyone. I'm not changing my dog's name. And prayers out to Jay. It's tough trying to. Quit. And Sarah Evans. <laughs> People forget in the '92 national championship game, which we destroyed Miami in. Which we were supposed to be destroyed. Yes, that's right. Nobody yeah. picked us to win this game. I think The Rock was on that team, by the way. But uh, their current coach, Mario Cristobal, was on that team, too. Uh, Jay Barker was like 8 for 17 with 37 yards passing or something horrible <laughs> like that in that game. So our defense and Derek Classic run that, won that game for us. Well, somebody said it's natural that he would miss her because he couldn't hit anybody when he threw the football anyways. <laughs> Which domestic violence is nothing to joke about, Tiny. I don't know yeah. why you're laughing at that, okay? It's a very serious issue. But if your husband has one has a problem like that, you, yeah, no, you want to marry like a terrible quarterback. Sure, right. <laughs> Nobody said his arm was too weak. Nobody said his arm was too weak to slap her around. That's why he had to use the car. I don't I don't know who is saying all these things, but it's terrible because domestic violence is nothing to joke about. Right. Anyways, I got Jay the real Jay Barker's autograph somewhere in my house. So he mm-hmm. signed it, you know, Jay Barker rolled tide. Philippians 4.13, like every athlete <laughs> in the South. So, anyways, I'm just going to make a joke that I don't – can't hit your wife with a – God's not giving you all strength <laughs> to hit your wife with a car, but whatever. <laughs> uh, back to COVID. People were in the throes of a pandemic. We've been in the throes of the pandemic for forever. Don't worry. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Everything's <laughs> going to be okay. We're never going to have vaccine passports or anything like that. Um, but in Canada – a restaurant is forced to partially close after accepting dog photos as vaccination proof. Huh. Okay. A Canadian restaurant was ordered to close its indoor operations briefly after it was discovered to be accepting dog photos as proof of COVID-19 vaccination. Hmm. Alberta, where the Granary Kitchen is, requires restaurants to get proof of vaccination excuse me, proof of vaccination, a negative COVID-19 test, 
or a medical exemption from the vaccine from all customers. Imagine having to do this when you go out to eat, you know? Well, also, and look, I want everybody to be safe too. Sure. But imagine, and I, you would probably can relate to this better than I can. Imagine being the business owner. Yeah, right. And you're like, that, that person out there really wants a sandwich. Sure. But they can't come in here and give me their money. They have money. Unless they show me yeah. this card or yeah. a picture of their dog. <laughs> I need money to survive. This person wants to give me money. But in yes. order for them to give me money, they have to provide extensive documentation of something. Yeah. And possibly disclose medical illnesses to me as well. Yeah. I, I, and I to, feel to my 16 year old minimum wage worker I have up front. Yeah. You know, I feel the business owner on sure. this one. Not saying what he did was right, but no. I get it. So Alberta Health Services sent an order to the restaurant saying that it needed to shut down indoor services following an investigation of the establishment. According to the order, the health authority received complaints that the restaurant was allowing customers to dine indoors. Snitches. Ex- I mean, exactly. <laughs> That's I mean, who are the people? If you don't feel safe, how about you get your food to go? <laughs> right. That's Don't not your, that's not your yeah. restaurant. No, I think there's a, a a pretty uniquely American desire not to be a tattletale. You know, <laughs> yeah. like even if we see stuff going wrong, a lot of times mm-hmm. we're just like, eh, no, nah, I'm not gonna tell anybody. And that's why you know we get toxic waste dumped and nobody ever says <laughs> anything until it's much too late and all that. Um, the SAR, the authority said it sent. Two test shoppers there on two separate occasions, and both were permitted to dine in the restaurant after showing staff pictures of dogs and personal identification. In both both instances, faculty staff used a tablet to make it appear as if they were scanning a QR code, when in (laughs) fact the staff member was presented with a photograph of a dog. The staff member then proceeded to ask the test shopper for personal ID and offer dine-in services, the order states. Which, of course, you can't get COVID if you're outside. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Only indoors is it spread. Okay? What if COVID is like Jay Barker, you don't want to go outside. Yeah, never <laughs> wants to go outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to our value guest, the restaurant released a statement uh, saying, we had an unfortunate circumstance at the front door, which involved one of our underage hostesses, and the requirements for the REP program, the Post said, referring to Alberta's Restrictions Exemption Program, which allows participating business owners to operate with fewer COVID-19 restrictions if they require proof of vaccination or negative test results from patrons age 12 and older. So if you're 11, you're good. You can get all right (laughs) on in there. So we're Because 11-year-olds can't spread sure no no, not at all no they (laughs) did in new york this week arrest like a nine-year-old girl and her family because she was unvaccinated or didn't have proof of vaccination or something like that yeah that's where we're at yeah yeah in new york at least now meanwhile ivy would never allow that in alabama (laughs) yeah um says they went on to say we're taking the weekend to retrain and regroup the post continued we look forward to serving you again as soon as we are ready to open Hmm. There you go. If this was in the United States and this happened, um, they would be overwhelmed with anti-vaxxers giving them business. That's how the world would work. <laughs> right. You know, they're like, look, don't worry about it. We'll be ordering from you. You'll be fine. So, but it's in Canada. So get your act together, Canada. <laughs> I did see 
that the United States were going to require truckers coming in from Canada or Mexico to mm-hmm. provide proof of vaccination um, before they're allowed to come in, which seems like a wisest move with supply chain shortages that we right. could do yeah. is make it more difficult to get things we need to live with into the United States. Well, I saw something earlier that the CDC, they're, they're trying to, quote, pivot yes, they are. from their definition of what fully vaccinated is. Fully yeah. vaccinated used to be two shots. Right. Or, but is it now going to be three? I think it, I heard this morning because I skipped church on <laughs> one of the Sunday news shows that Fauci was like a fourth shot is not out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> Well, hey, you know, why not a fifth? Yeah, right, John. I mean, let's just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's like when people are like, you know, we need to raise the minimum wage to $15 so people can live. I'm always like, well, why don't we raise it to 50 you know? <laughs> right. Like, like, let's let them live really good. Why are you just advocating <laughs> for 15 If you don't think it has an impact on a business, yeah. then why not advocate for 50 That'll work perfectly sure. economically because, yeah. as we've talked about on the show, money's not real. No, it's not. <laughs> not real at all. Oh. But yeah, I, so anyways, truckers coming from Canada or Mexico in the United States, if you are unvaccinated, you need to declare yourself as an asylum seeker because we let all those people in <laughs> regardless of vaccination status. So yeah. let's go ahead and get a workaround going on that. You're a political refugee coming across our border in order to seek asylum. Now, they're going to put your kids in jail, you know, when that happens. <laughs> yes. They'll lock them in some cages, but that's okay. Go yeah. ahead and get your delivery of Amazon products unloaded before you go and pick them back up. You know, uh, I was about to say our former president had shut those down. Sure. Not because he was had a heart, but right. because of all the bad people. Yeah, he was shamed into it. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And, and our current president opened them back Got up. Got fired right back up. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Don't hear a lot about it either. No. You know? Apparently it's not as bad. No, no. Yeah. Well, he assured me months ago he had a plan for the border. So, yeah, I'm sure it's working, right? <laughs> yeah. No, there's people unvaccinated aren't flowing across it all day long. It's oh, fine. Man. Well, John, uh, you know, this past week we lost Meatloaf. We did. The singer. Yes. And uh, Rip. Rest <laughs> in power, King. Yes. Yeah. Were you a fan? I mean, I, I didn't hate Meatloaf, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a fan of his music or anything. He seemed like a solid dude, though. Like, he'd be fun to hang out with. Yeah. I remember I had his album, Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. It was pretty good. But it's other, not a bad other album. than that album, I didn't really listen yeah, to any right. of his music. Did like his role in Fight Club. I've never seen Fight Club, so I don't know about You've that. You've never seen Fight Club? No. Have we not talked about this before? I don't think we have. I've never seen Fight Club. Okay. And it is to the point that so many people are telling me <laughs> I have to see it that I will never watch it. <laughs> right, right. Unless I catch it like on a, a TNT marathon one well, day. Well, I will say I'm surprised because for some reason you you give off that Fight Club vibe. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh Yeah, when you see me, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy that's in a Fight Club. Yes. Yeah. It's actually not... It's actually not really about a fight club. Okay. It's about, well, I, I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> you We're not here to talk about fight club. It's been out for club. like 30 years. <laughs> you don't have to worry about spoiling it. I was about to say Brad Pitt and uh, who's that other actor? Edward Norton. Ed, they start a fight club. Yeah. But really, that's just what they start with. Yeah. Eventually, Brad Pitt puts together Project Mayhem, which okay. is a... A homegrown terrorist organization. All right. Yeah. There we go. 
So I seem like a homegrown <laughs> terrorist. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, anyway, we're here to talk about meatloaf. Yes. And uh, Weber Grills has recently had to apologize for their ill-timed meatloaf recipe <laughs> that went out in their emails. Okay. <laughs> it says, uh, this comes from the WPRINews.com. Weber picked the wrong day to suggest grilling meatloaf. <laughs> the outdoor grill maker apologized on Friday for sending a recipe of the week email earlier that day featuring instructions on how to prepare uh, barbecue meatloaf. Mm, sounds e- great. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. The email coincided with news of the death of Marvin Lee a day, is that how you say it? I guess. I, I only called him Meatloaf. Yeah, I thought that was his given name. That <laughs> yeah, was his, his first Christian name. name. Yeah. Last name Lowe. Exactly. <laughs> Not long after sending out his recipe, Weber Grills followed up offering its sincerest apologies to the recipients. Quote, at the time we shared this recipe with you, we were not aware of the unfortunate passing of American singer and actor uh, Mr. Marvin Lee Aday, also known as Meatloaf, Weber said. We want to express our deepest apologies for this oversight and for any offense this email may have caused. The company based in Palatine, Illinois, offered its condolences to a day's family and fans, signing off as the Weber family. A meatloaf who shot to fame on the back of anthems such as Paradise by the Dashboard Light and Two Out of Three Ain't Bad died Thursday, according to a family statement provided by his longtime agent, Michael Green. He was 74. Well, do we know what he died? I heard he died of a COVID vaccine. Uh, I had heard. <laughs> I don't think that's true, by the way. I, well, I, I mean, I, I I will say this. I doubt. That's it's not impossible. I doubt he died of a COVID vaccine. I heard the vaccine got him, Betty White, and Bob Saget. <laughs> I heard it got all of them. So, yeah. But uh, I did see a headline today. There was some, I think it was, well, I don't want to say the, because I don't, I don't really remember who it was, but there was a headline that he was out talking about, you know, bad about vaccines oh yeah you know well not not vaccines but covid rules he was like live your life if i die i die there you go well i mean that's a he died but we don't know if it was from covid or a vaccine that was really the stance everyone in the world took until covid got here you know like flu (laughs) swine flu whatever else we were like yeah if it gets me it gets me let's know West Nile forgot about West Nile. <laughs> yeah. That was a big one. I know. Especially with all the mosquitoes we got down here. You know? I remember it was on the news, like if which West Nile didn't blow up into what we have with COVID. Right. But I just remember on the news every night, if you're feeling any of these symptoms, you need yeah. to go get you tested to go for get West tested. Nile virus. I remember. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But we were all just like, well, if it gets me, it gets me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, Let's talk about HOAs. Okay. We, we are members of an HOA here in Bellmead. We are. As most respectable neighborhoods have. <laughs> unless you're like uber rich. And then they're like, well, you got enough money to know how to act. And we're not going to have an HOA here. But if you have a Weber grill in yeah. your backyard, you're probably part of an HOA. That's a very good point. <laughs> Which I have a Weber grill. <laughs> and you're part of an HOA. I've had that same Weber grill Paul West gave it to me when I got married. Okay. So I've had 20 years I've had this Weber grill and it's always performed well and uh, has done a good job. I, I am woke on the Weber grill recipe, meatloaf recipe. 
thinking that they knew Meatloaf died, but this is like a good way to re-interject ourselves into the national storyline. I see what you're saying. We're going to say this. It's going to be kind of innocuous. Yeah. And then we're immediately going to say, oh, we're sorry. Yeah, so sorry. We didn't know he died. And then you get like Yahoo News print an Mm -hmm. article because it's kind of funny that that happened. Yeah. And I think Meatloaf. Smart. The man meatloaf would appreciate the humor in that too, mm-hmm. is like, or at least the irony. Well, it's really not irony; the coincidence in that yes. too. So, yeah. But uh, HOAs, all the rage, right? All the rage. Leander, Texas, is where we're talking about. They have an HOA that is going to start ticketing speeders. <laughs> which Texas Freedom State, everybody's moving to Texas. Your HOA is getting out of control. Well, this is what happens when there's a mass exodus from California into right. Texas. People don't know how to drive. <laughs> you know? A private community's efforts to stop speeding has some drivers seeing red. Mark Petrick wants to hit the brakes on his homeowners association's plan to slow down drivers. He admits speeding can be a problem, but he thinks the HOA's solution without community input goes too far. It's an overreach, he said. It's something I don't think the HOA should have the ability to do, especially on a public roadway. Now, I know the libertarian in you loves the fact that someone other than the government is taking authority (laughs) into their own hands, right? Love it. Love it. Last (laughs) month, the Crystal Falls HOA sent residents a letter announcing it will install a portable camera and radar system to catch speeders. Which, how big is this neighborhood to have people speeding in it, you know? You know, I have no idea, but I bet you it's a neighborhood like this one. And yeah. there's some... There's probably like a teenager in there little, just floors I was about to say, there's some yeah. little old lady who sits out there on her front porch sure. and she yells at the teenager or anyone yeah. who drives through there too it's, fast for her liking. Yeah. Got a 25 speed limit yeah. and they're doing 35. And she's got probably got like a big old huge pile of cash somewhere drawing sure. interest. Sure. And not a lot to do with it these days. And <laughs> she's going to install these radar <laughs> things and start ticketing people. So they are, uh, the HOA is putting these speed traps on public roads, or at least considering it for now. Thanks, Karen. Yeah. Homeowners in the HOA caught speeding will be warned once and then fined up to $334 for going over the posted speed limit. And again, I have no idea what the posted speed limit is, but it would not shock me if this was like going 35 in a 25. Sure, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, down the straightaway. Uh, I felt blindsided, said Jamie Leonard, who told KXAN she never saw this coming and had no input on the measure, which is paid for in part by dues she pays to live in the community. Leonard has concerns about how her data will be stored and said the HOA is acting like law enforcement. They have our license plates. They have our addresses. They can see when we're coming and we're leaving. I'm just not comfortable with that. The residents should have been able to vote if this is a good idea or not. Well, you voted for a board, and now this is what the board's going to do. And so now you have to get that board out. That's right. And vote in a new board. Welcome to a constitutional republic. <laughs> you know, this is how it goes. Right. Sometimes they pass stuff that you don't like. So, And then you have to mount a defense. Well, what you do is you storm the HOA's capital <laughs> yeah. and steal their lecterns and all that good stuff. That or burn down all their businesses. Sure. <laughs> you can go uh, kill dozer on them <laughs> yeah. if, if you want to. <laughs> 
So he said, all in August, the HOA said overall speeding has decreased across all sections of the community, according to meeting minutes. However, spill, speed is still an ongoing concern in a community that has young children. Which, I mean, I have young children mm-hmm. who play outside. I have young children who never set foot outside. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to think, like, let's. Some of the onus is on the kids, all right? Like, <laughs> let's be honest here, right? Don't be running out in the middle of the road and stuff. I don't know about you, John, but when I was little, it's amazing that I survived to sure. adulthood. Absolutely. <laughs> it was like a dare among the neighborhood kids. Hey, I'm going to wait and see how see how close can this car get yeah. for me to run across the road and make it. Sure. Indiana Jones style. <laughs> no, I, yeah. And somehow no one died. It's it's bizarre to me that no that no one got hurt. But yeah, rode our bicycles many times down Highway Forty Three, four <laughs> lanes of traffic. <laughs> Not even thinking about any danger. Cars uh-huh. passing us doing sixty miles per hour, and we're just out there on our bicycles, me and all my friends. So yeah, I remember we'd be, out in the, we'd be out in the woods, and there'd be like this big old huge ravine. Yeah. And somebody would find like a vine dangling off a tree and be like, hey, I dare you. Can, Absolutely. You can't swing across yeah. this, this pit. We had a gravel pit that had a hill in it that was basically a 90 degree angle. I mean, it was probably 80 degrees. It was very steep. We called it Suicide Hill. Yeah. And if you weren't going fast enough, there wouldn't be enough force to hold you onto your bicycle and your bicycle on the ground. And you just <laughs> fall flat on your face <laughs> over about a 20 foot drop, you know? Yeah. We did it all the time. Like once a week, we would all go down there and we would crash multiple times (laughs) and just keep doing it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. It was fun. I don't know. Anyways, I think that's why our generation has less stupid people than following generations. Because now. Because they all died. Yeah. We weeded out. (laughs) (laughs) Like. Even though I wouldn't say me and my friends were stupid, you know, as far mentally or anything like that. But you did like stupid that. things. But if you get enough people doing stupid things, then a certain percentage of the stupid people will die off. Right. right? And then those of us who make it are are at the forefront of society <laughs> now. Uh, so anyways, the HOA, has they're going to purchase the devices uh, and set on its website, it has recorded more than 65,000 instances of drivers going 50 miles or miles per hour or greater in the past six months. The posted speed limits in the area are between 25 and 40 miles per hour. Hmm. So if it's 25 so many, and you're doing 50. Yeah, I was about to say, the 25 I get, but yeah. how many of these instances are there's like a 40 and they're doing 50? Yeah, I don't know. You know. I don't know. What's the old saying? Nine, you're fine. Ten, oh, yeah. Ten, you're mine. Yeah. That's it. Well, what would you do if this got popped up in, in Bellmead? Well, I guess first thing I would have to do is go to Google and do some research. <laughs> okay. How to, how to uh, unelect... Your yeah. HOA board, I'd probably have yeah. to. It'd probably take me a month, but I'd have to go find like all the the by the rules the bylaws, and yeah. read all that. Yeah, go through that with a fine tooth comb. Sure. And then I guess I would just maybe run <laughs> to to win on the promise of doing away with. We're gonna it. do away, and with hopefully, this. there's more people who would want to get rid of it than people who'd want to keep it. Okay, my answer was burn down the HOA president's <laughs> house. <laughs> That's what I was gonna do. Well, I will say you're that, much more prudent. That works a lot faster. Sure. Yeah. So no, I felt like we get some results. Cheaper too. I mean, yeah. I, 
I don't have to pay for buttons. I don't have to no. get out there and shake hands and kiss babies. What happens is you burn the president's house. You send a letter to the vice president that just says, you're next. <laughs> yeah. And that's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but luckily, we live so close to the entrance, I don't think I could get up to 40 miles per hour between the entrance no, and my house. No, I don't house. think so either. Yeah. Oh, I I wouldn't have to worry about it. So then there's that part of me that's like, well, it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So screw all y'all that are getting tickets, but I'm not. So I may not do anything about it. <laughs> all right, John. Well, do you remember right said Fred? I'm too sexy for my cat. Too sexy for my cat. I do. I do. <laughs> they wrote my theme song. I shake my little tush on the catwalk. <laughs> I mean... I didn't think they were around. Yeah, I would assume they kind of went the way of a lot of the other groups from the early mm-hmm. 90s. But apparently they are still around, and they recently shared a plug on social media for a neo-Nazi web stream. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that out of right, said Fred. <laughs> apparently they're too sexy for the Jews. Huh. Pop nice guys, right, said Fred, stunned fans by sharing a web video of neo-Nazis spouting racist conspiracy theories and anti-vax madness. The I'm Too Sexy stars promoted a live stream starring the leader of Patriotic Alternative, which is described as the UK's biggest fascist threat. Huh. Now, I'm not familiar with Patriotic Alternative. No. Anytime you read the media, you kind of have to... (laughs) Look through the, sure. no. <laughs> the bias. Are you mean our media is not always on the up and up? <laughs> well, this is UK media. Oh, yeah. I'm so. sure they're good. <laughs> but I will say I did skim this article, and apparently it is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the 90s band led by brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass used their page on messaging app Telegram to share the link to 5,600 fans. Okay. So I'm, I'm a lot of fans for a 90s pop sure. group. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Telegram. I see a lot of people referencing it, though. Hmm. Is it just like a Twitter for, for people who love Trump? I honestly don't know. Okay. Now, I had heard one, like, I think there was one supposed to be called Gitter. That was supposed to be like the new Twitter. I hardly knew her. (laughs) But I'm not familiar. Okay. Uh, I have not heard a single peep out of uh, my pillow guy. Yeah, well, yeah. What happened to his social media? (laughs) I do know that me and Tara, we got, I think, some pillowcases. Oh, yeah? From... uh, the my pillow guy. Y'all been ordering from my pillow? No, we got them for Christmas. Uh huh. My father in law has been ordering <laughs> okay. from the my pillow guy. Sure, <laughs> that's fine if you want to. <laughs> anyway, a spokesperson says that it was done in error and it has since been deleted. Okay. But listeners were greeted with a two-hour discussion hosted by patriotic alternative leader Mark Colette, a neo-Nazi and Holocaust denier who has praised Hitler in the past. Okay. Collette later plugged the band's account, gloating, I never thought right said Fred would ever share any of my content, but we live in interesting times. (laughs) (laughs) He was joined on the podcast by blogger Jason Cohn using the name No White Guilt and U.S. racist Dr. David Duke, a former Grand Wizard of the Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, we know all about David Duke. A fan of RSF said, I couldn't believe my ears. It's not the sort of thing you expect them to promote. <laughs> I'm more surprised Right Said Fred has fans. Still. <laughs> you know? yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> 
The brothers were famed for their cheesy lyrics and videos. I'm Too Sexy went number one, while Deeply Dippy was another catchy hit. Don't Never remember that Never heard one. of it. No, it didn't hit the <laughs> charts over here. But they described themselves on Telegram as two musicians with opinions that don't fit the mainstream news media narrative. Over the pandemic, the Fairbrasses said that they are anti-vax and they joined an anti-lockdown demo in London. Richard, 68, fell ill with COVID last year and was in hospital for four nights. He said he still opposed the vaccine, claiming that it is for experimental use. The brothers shared the Patriotic Weekly Review in which Duke calls the jab, which, real quick, why are we calling this the jab? I don't know. That kind of bothers me, too. (laughs) I'm glad to hear you say that. Look. We have had shots yeah. for hundreds we of years. We all understand about a shot is. You get, I mean, we've had vaccines, we've had shots, you get a flu shot, right. you get a steroid shot, you get all these shots. Sure. But now this particular COVID shot, we got to call it a jab. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I hate it. It's I messing hate with it, me. John. Yeah. Anyway. But sometimes I ask Dieter if she wants a jab. <laughs> You're not talking a, about a, a COVID vaccine? It's been a long time running joke in our <laughs> relationship. Yeah. And it's really thrown it off, thrown the mood off sometimes. <laughs> we say poke. Okay. <laughs> We're like jabbing, you know. Let's get to jabbing, girl. Anyway, the most dangerous mass vaccine ever in the history of mankind. That's what the Duke calls the Okay. Uh, he also spouts an unfounded theory that pedophile Jeffrey Epstein and sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell were part of a, quote, Jewish mega group with a Zionist agenda. Which- oh, okay. I was going to be on board with him. I thought he was just going <laughs> to talk about sex trafficking, but he lost me with the Zionist agenda and all that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had no idea the Clintons were Zionists. No, I don't. Well... <laughs> You probably look at they probably donate a lot of money to Israel. We, you know, we we our country gives a lot of money to Israel, yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you were on the other side, that would be your reason. Is mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're Zionist puppets. Can they funnel all our these money these monies to the Jew to the Jewish state of Israel? Mm-hmm. When I read that headline, I had to remember, I had to think back <laughs> right. to grumpy old men <laughs> with. <laughs> Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau, yeah. Uh, and Jack Lemmon. Yeah. I had yeah. to think back to Seen that, that movie. movie. <laughs> I had to think back to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's who they are. <laughs> the I'm okay. Too Sexy band. I'm Too Sexy for the Third Reich. I'm Too Sexy for your party. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could be Reich, said Fred. <laughs> <laughs> or Alt-Right, said Fred. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good right there. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I mean, I... For the tens of Right Said Fred fans out there. 5,600 on, yeah. on Telegram. Well, probably on Telegram, if Telegram is what I think it is, mm-hmm. which is, you know, everybody who said they were leaving Facebook or whatever. They paid there. some 20-year-old yeah. kid to go out and follow as many counts sure, as right. they, they could and yes. then unfollow the ones that didn't follow them back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, let's move to Missouri. Um, an inmate pretends to be scheduled for release and is now missing. <laughs> a Missouri inmate is on the run, officials say, after he pretended to be scheduled from release from the Crawford County Sheriff's Office. Benjamin Frank Landa, who is 30, escaped around 9.05 a.m. on the 13th. A surveillance photo shows him walking out of jail in a gray hooded jacket with blue jeans and black shoes. After Landa was mistakenly released by staff, local law enforcement were notified, according to Crawford County. 
Witnesses state that Landa fled north into the wood line in the area of Zahorsky Woods after seeing law enforcement in the area. The sheriff's office says Landa was last seen near Highway 19. Uh, Landa was being held on a warrant for tampering with a motor vehicle, and Crawford County is about 80 miles southwest. Now, they didn't elaborate on his ruse to get out. But he basically the, just pretended that he was yeah. getting ready to get out. Well, I imagine the sheriff's department doesn't want to go into details because it's kind of embarrassing for them. But I just think he shows up to the counter one day. He's like, yeah, no, I'm supposed to be getting out today. You know, is it, yeah, but my paper, they said they were sending it over. <laughs> it must not have made it yet. But look, my mom's coming to pick me up. Need to go ahead and let me get out of here. And somehow this guy who didn't have any of those papers. Yeah was able to talk another person on the other side of some glass right. that he was for real. Well, it goes back to my theory that if you act like you know what you're doing, 90% of the time other people will go along with you. you Mo- know? Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, a lot of times they will. Most people are followers in the world, so all you got to <laughs> do is just act like you know what's going on and they'll and they'll let you do whatever. Are you familiar with the uh, was it the Miller Ure experiments in the sixties? Are those the one where they had this experiment set up where they had uh, one person asking questions and they had one person answering questions mm-hmm. and the person was hooked up to electrodes and then they had another person yeah. who was instructed to give that person a shock, right? If they didn't answer the question right, yes. Well, the person who was administering the shocks, what he didn't know is that the other two were actors, right? And the one who was getting the shocks was like, you know, like screaming, yes. saying he was going to die, all this other stuff. And like the voltage. Yeah, the meter was like pegging out and all that. Yeah, like apparently it went all the way. Like it was supposed to get more intense the mm-hmm. more questions were answered wrong. Right. And like if you went all the way up to the first one, like if it had been real, it would have like killed the person. Right. And they said something like 70% of the people who did the experiment like got all the way up. Sure, yeah, just kept pumping it all the way up. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. They also, there was another experiment where they put a bunch of people in a classroom and they were like, we need to take this test. Was that the Stanford prison experiment? Well, no, they've been part about it or part of it. And then they would like pump smoke under the thing like there was a fire. And if nobody said anything, then everybody just sit there and keep taking their tests. All it took was like one person to go, hey, I think there's a fire. Let's get out of here. And everybody get up and go. Okay. One last story. I was listening to the Babylon Bee podcast where they were talking to a guy who does a bunch of like prank shows. Uh-huh. What was the one on sci-fi? The scare- Impractical they- Jokers. No, 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 no. The one where they were scared <laughs> people. <laughs> That's a good one. But the what was Carbonaro the one? experiment. Scare tactics. Okay. Scare tactics. There was a bunch of other ones where they would set up like a, they would prank yeah. people. He told a story where they had this guy, he was supposed to do something like, I don't know if he was invited there with a friend or something. But it was set up to look like a cult ritual. And they're all passing around this big giant goblet and somebody would drink from it and then act like they fell over dead. Yeah. And this this goblet is going down the line and it gets to him. Well, dead gum, he drinks it. (laughs) 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 They asked him later when when they were interviewing and they're like, hey, you know what the joke was, right? And he was like, oh, no, I get it. Yeah, you drink from this cup and then you die. And they were like, well, why did you drink from it? And he was like, I figured if it's my time, it's my time. <laughs> That's what I like. Look, if I live, I automatically become the leader, you know? Yeah. Well, I would have pretended like I drank it. Sure. And then fell over and played dead.
like I said, most people are followers in the world. But the foremost leader in the world of spices is Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. And we want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on their website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own all on the website, and if your local grocer doesn't carry it, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on Lurling Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our exclusive promo code EOP10. That's EOP in the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, how about we catch up on some voicemails? Okay. We got a long one here. All and right. uh, according to Google, the transcription is not available. All right. Which usually means it's stand. Okay. So. <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are y'all doing? Well, John, you hit it on Patreon once again. Y'all need to join. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I will tell you this story. Here, Tiny, you can put this in Patreon if you want to. I don't really care. Uh, I will cover the names up. John, you talked about your story about the dog. A story about the dog. I don't remember. <laughs> My mind is like a computer, and I have a, a limited amount of RAM, yeah. and so I just delete files all. <laughs> I'm constantly deleting files out of my memory. Yeah, yeah. It's been. I would remember if it was last week. This was two weeks ago. I don't know that I would remember <laughs> if it was last week. <laughs> all right, this might go in the Patreon. <laughs> Let's see. Well, let me tell you a story that happened to me several years ago. I was driving back from Tuscaloosa to Fayette. And uh, at that time, I was a distributor for ProSource.com. And uh, I had several uh, bottles of stuff, protein, various items in the back of my trunk. Well, you know, I get pulled over right around uh, Morris Bridge down there by a Tuscaloosa Sheriff's Department. And he, he you know, looks at my license, my insurance, and everything. And he said, uh, you know, we've had a lot of people around here driving faster than normal, and we think that they're running drugs. He said, have you seen anybody since you've worked in Tuscaloosa? Have you seen a lot of people driving fast? And I just looked at him and said, dude, everybody drives fast. <laughs> that was my thought exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like no. if everybody driving fast on 171 yeah. is uh, trafficking drugs, then that means every single yes. person on 171 is trafficking <laughs> drugs. People who don't know, 171 is the highway between Fayette, one of the highways between Fayette and Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. 
and the first 13 miles of it are really curvy but after that it's really it's just a straight shot yes but once you've driven the curves a million times you know how to drive them fast too mm-hmm. so yeah also it always seemed to me like if you're driving from Fayette to Tuscaloosa it was like the very the first half roughly yeah was like the mo- majority of the straight roads. yeah exactly and that's then, exactly right. like what he's talking about after Moore's Bridge is yeah when you get in the curves you get in the curves there yeah right at Brownville really yeah, is where yeah. you get in the curves absolutely and then it's curvy all the way yeah. back but if you know you know you can pass and mm-hmm. you know where you can run fast and how fast you can take the curves our so. mutual buddy Joey Hokett uh huh he said he once passed five school buses <laughs> okay. on that straightaway right there through the swamp sure know? yeah right the Sipsy Swamp yeah no I mean people impressive people fly <laughs> on that road you, I mean I cannot I could be driving 70 and I'll get passed by people on that road yeah. and you're just like wow yeah that's just how it is so anyway I said in plus I usually go 43 instead of 171 well I guess I said it pretty smart because he said do you mind if we search your vehicle well this is about 1 a.m. and uh, because I just gotten off work. And being the deadly do right that I am, I said, sure, I've got nothing, nothing in my vehicle. At least nothing as of now. Right. Until the cops put something in there. Because they're not going to waste their time at 1 a.m. in the morning. I mean, I feel like the majority of the cops are good, upstanding people. Sure. But cops are people. Sure. So you never know. Well, man, unless you know that cop personally. The sergeant has been getting on to him because they hadn't had any drug busts in a while. Next thing you know, they might drop a dime bag in your back seat or something. And he's already mad at you because he thinks you smarted off to sure. him. Sure. And the cop can't. He's got a, he's got an ex-wife and child support to pay. He can't lose his job, so he's got to bring in a drug bust. And it may just be you. Except for a, a concealed weapon, which I showed in the, the permit and all. So he asked me to pop the trunk. All right, so I popped the trunk. Well, I had just received a, a shipment. So I had about 20 or so bottles of protein back there, ranging anywhere from two pounds to eight pounds. They're all sealed. He goes to start looking at them and stuff. And he's like, why do you have this much? And I explained the whole thing. And, uh, you know, he takes my, my little card I had. And, you know, I'm thinking we're cool and everything. And there was one back there that was my personal one. And the seal was broke. So he asked me, he said, why is the seal broken on this? And I said, that's my personal one. I said, uh, it's just back there and the rest of them. He gets on the radio and calls for the K-9. Of course. Sure. So now this five-minute stop has turned into what turned out to be two hours. And during this time, uh, a state trooper showed up and called his own little canine. And um, they go through all this stuff. They open the top and everything of the one that was already, the seal been broken. And the dog's snot runs inside of it as he's sniffing <laughs> it. He said, well, that, this right here looks an awful lot like heroin. I said, sir, I said, you can buy this on the internet. It's completely, there's nothing wrong with it. It don't, don't even have any PEDs in it. I mean, it's just protein. And he said, well, the dog is hitting on it. I said, the dog's got his nose up in this stuff. I said, he's probably got some allergies or something. Well, at this time, 
they received, him and the trooper, proceed to open every single one of them oh, and stick no. the nose of the dog in every single one of them. And supposedly it hit on three of them. So while all this is going on, I'm like, look, there's nothing wrong with this. I said, you realize that you're, you've wasted about $400 worth of product. I said, I can't resell these now that a dog has had his nose in there. <laughs> and, um, well, long story short, they uh, decided it's not heroin after somebody got there with a little tester and told me to be on my way. Well, what ended up happening was I called uh, one of my friends down in Montgomery who proceeded to uh, put a little pressure on the trooper and uh, the mayor of Tuscaloosa on the sheriff's department. Of course, you know, he ain't got very much bull, but being the city, he does. Well, ended up, uh, you know, I won't mention no names, but the trooper uh, was suspended for six months and the deputy was fired. And I did get a check for $825, I think. So it's all good, but you gotta be careful. Yeah, I just trying to be done with do right, and I got screwed. All right, later. <laughs> so can you imagine if Stan hadn't had a friend? Sure. <laughs> with, with the mayor. Right. Down there at City Hall. That would have just been $400 a product. I mean, I, look. I don't want anybody breaking the laws, but that's why it's that's, a rule yeah. you don't consent to searches. Look, if you can get a search warrant and you have probable cause, then well, you get the proper paperwork. Yeah, you search. He showed you how they get around that is they make you wait until they get the dog there. And <laughs> yeah. then some the dog alerts, you know, but nobody knows what the alert is. <laughs> yes. You know, they can say anything. Say, oh, it wagged its tail. That's his alert. So we got probable cause to search you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Moral of the story. Don't let them search your car. Without and a warrant. Without a warrant. Yeah. A bigger moral of the story. Just don't interact with police at all. You know? <laughs> like, that's the lesson I'm trying to teach my kids. Is like, look, you'll never have a trouble with the cops if you just don't do anything that the cops are going to have any reason to mess with yeah. you about. You know? How come did the dog get fired? Yeah. I, I mean, man, I want the dog to get fired, too. <laughs> he was really the root cause. Sure. If you yes. believe that the, the troopers the dog were being was wrong. honest. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, I know the dog was wrong. I don't know. Like, how do we reprimand the dog? <laughs> do we like, run the vacuum cleaner next to it for 30 minutes or whatever? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we send him on up to the farm. Like I, like I said, <laughs> I don't. we put a lot of stock in these dogs. And, you know, some, some dogs are dumb. Now, I know everybody thinks their dog's smart. But mm-hmm. Some dogs are dumb. I have not met a dog I couldn't pump fake yet. With, you know, I mean, every yeah. one of them goes for it. So, okay, a serious question here. And we all, I know that dogs have like incredibly strong noses. Sure. And they can sniff out these. I've listened to podcasts about it. So, sure. you should know, talk about drug dogs. Okay. And cadaver dogs, because we have them for that too. That's right. But do we not have like some kind of science sensor? That can pick up on this same stuff. I don't like. How like why don't Why don't I have a, have a little accessory for my iPhone, mm-hmm. and I can just have an app that's gonna yeah. 
It'll like take an air sample and it'll be like, well, this has got weed in it. Yeah, yeah, like I don't have to rely on a dog wagging his tail or, yeah, or right. putting his little paw up on the bumper. Well, then they can't <laughs> pretend that to get inside your car. That's what it is. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not an idiot. Okay. I know what y'all are doing with these dogs. And sure, they can sniff out bombs and they can find drugs. But if you want to get my car and you don't have probable cause, that's all you got to do is call a dog out and be like, well, he alerted. But we get to get in your car now. We get to open up all your protein sure. shakes. Yeah, we're going to ruin all these protein shakes. Yeah. I, I need you to tell me what his alert is before you start. That's going to be my new question. Before you, hey, look, before y'all do this, what is his alert? Yeah. You know, does he sit down? Does he raise his paw up? What does he do? And I've got my iPhone recording this. Sure. Too. I'll record everything. Yeah. Before my safety and yours. You should be recording too. Sure. Yeah, I hope you are. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to have a body cam and all that. So. The jury's going to need multiple camera angles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I don't. That's just how that's how the game works. So. <laughs> all right, and then we also have a call from Jacqueline. Hey guys, it's Jacqueline. Haven't heard from or haven't been talking to you in a while. I guess uh, got a little far behind. I was off sick for. Uh, three or four weeks but it wasn't COVID so I don't know what it was uh, but um, thoughts with you guys hopefully everybody's doing better and everybody's getting over the Omicron or whatever it's called um, and that everyone stays safe and happy uh, loved the cheesy clip show last week Tiny that was uh, that was really good so um, yeah I guess just uh, making sure everybody's okay oh sorry for the loss of your grandmother um, wanted to mention that as well and uh, I hope that this show, when I'm hearing it, you guys discuss the monkeys on the lamb situation because I have been hearing about it constantly from my husband getting updates about these monkeys that are like on the loose in Pennsylvania or something like that. He's obsessed with it and it's all I've been hearing about. So if you haven't talked about it on the show, uh, what with you? Listeners, uh, look it up. It's, uh, it's been my life for the last week or so. Anyways, hope everybody's doing great and I will talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we got the monkeys covered. Uh-huh. The only thing that would make that story better is if those monkeys had been owned by a stripper, and then they went and bit a bunch of kids. <laughs> I laughed at that again. Like I, the most amazing, and I didn't convey it well, and I can't convey it now. Was just being there when all of it was breaking. Was it was. It was one of the most incredible. Yeah, well, I've even I said, I mean, I even said on the show, I was like, look, our coverage of this story may not have been the funniest thing we said. Yeah. But the story itself and <laughs> my experience of the story. I can't. Yeah. Highlight of 2021. Can't wait for a 3030 on it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, assistant coach married to a stripper who has a pet monkey that only he's not married i don't think well yeah i think they're just together i don't know because he he like abandoned his family we kind of glossed over that but i think he was just like i'm done with y'all and i'm with the pole assassin now we just need them to rob a bank and go on the run to dredge all this back up (laughs) later on right so if you're listening pole assassin hey yeah take chances Uh, yeah, I mean, what you got to lose? You ain't got anything to lose. <laughs> what do you do? Go back to stripping? You know, <laughs> after you've been with Coach Banks, sure. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, John. What do you say we ask some questions? Okay. 
And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you would like to ask John questions, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from Stan. John, so you know that Jay Barker was arrested. Are you changing the dog's name? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) Uh, He also asked, why do you think they never investigate the psychics when they know much about a crime scene? Oh, is that like he's talking about like on a... Like on Rhode Island Detective or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sylvia Brown. That's a very good question. Yeah. Yeah, like you know a little too much. I don't know. Seems like if you're a psychic, you would know before the crime would happen and mm-hmm. you could prevent it from happening, right? Well, again, uh, and I maybe um maybe this is my own personal bias. I think the reason there's not a lot of cop departments mm-hmm. that deal with psychics is yeah. because they don't really give a lot of good information sure. yeah, no. because they don't really know right. anything about the crimes. Remember? No, you're what, right. What was it when uh I think it was Sylvia Brown. She said that uh, somebody was dead who like turned out to be alive. <laughs> That's later a tough on. one for you <laughs> yeah. to come back from that one. I'd never let her live it down if I was a detective. <laughs> so yeah. like, oh, look, I got a tip on this. I'm like, remember that time you told us this guy was dead? I do remember one time I was up late at night and I was watching Discovery Channel. Maybe it was History. It was one of those channels. Yeah, they used to be legit and served a purpose. <laughs> yeah. I got Remember you. when they used to, it wasn't Unsolved Mysteries, but they used to have like these kind of yeah. woo-woo shows that were supposed to be true. Right. I remember watching one where this lady, and I don't know if this is true or not. If somebody out there wants to go like do actual, like be my Jamie and actually pull this up and go find <laughs> the real information. Be my guest, but supposedly there was this lady who kept having this dream about this woman off the side of a road, and she went and told the police department because it was bothering her so bad. And they went out there, and sure enough, they found a body. Wow! And she got locked up. She yeah. got found guilty because she was she the only one that knew anything yeah. about it. You know? Huh? And well, it turns out, like eight years down the road, somebody confessed. Like they they caught the real okay. killer. And so, and she got let out. So I guess the moral of that story is if you do get visions of yeah, never real tell life the cops. crime, yeah. keep it to yourself. <laughs> That's a a good rule for life is never share any information with the cops, <laughs> you know, voluntarily. You yeah. have nothing to gain. Nothing to gain. <laughs> only only things right. to lose. Only things to lose. It's 100% true. I love our law enforcement. Yes. I back the blue, you know. <laughs> but they're not going to give you a Denny's gift card. Yeah, right. <laughs> for helping solve a murder. There's just no reason to mess with cops <laughs> if you don't have to. Like, can you imagine waking up one day, Tiny, and going, I had a dream. I've had a recurring dream. I'm going to put my clothes on. I'm going to head on down to the police station and tell them that. No, yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> I might go look for myself and then call the law. Like, hey, I found a dead body on the side of the road. You know? Right. Here's a receipt. Anonymous from, tip. Yeah. Well, no, you know, like, here's a receipt from Wendy's. I got breakfast before I came out here. I was obviously not killing somebody. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Here's here's my live stream. Sure. Yeah. Here's <laughs> me coming up to the spot. And all of that. Yeah. Uh, Stan also asked, what's your Super Bowl pick? Oh, uh, I'm going to say the Rams and I don't know. 
oh, I don't know, from the other side. Oh, maybe I could see the Bills getting there. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't really follow yeah. the NFL. So. Well, I was Tampa Bay was it, but they're getting destroyed by the Rams as we record mm-hmm. this. So, I don't know. The only team I know for a fact won't be there every single year is the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys. And the Browns. Yeah. They, they have paid back all of that that they got from winning those Super Bowls <laughs> in the 90s, you know? Yeah. Jane says... My husband and I have taken over our son's Christmas gifts, Oculus virtual reality headsets. We love to play Poker Stars VR in the evening. We play roulette, blackjack, and Texas Hold'em. Since y'all are Baptist, are we sinning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say no. I would say no, but you are on a fine line. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, are y'all playing for real money? Yeah. Because if it's real money, you're 100% going to hell. Right? <laughs> Hudson's got an Oculus. I didn't know we could gamble on it. I would have already been using it. (laughs) Well, this is a touchy subject, and uh, I certainly don't want to advocate for anyone to go out there and gambling. Sure. is that specifically? It's not. It's I, not I don't think I've it is. I've done some research on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. That's one of those things that Baptists are super, super touchy about. Right. But if yeah. you get right down to brass tacks, I think you can maybe – go to great lengths and say someone's maybe being a bad steward That's of right. the gifts God's given them. Yes. But yeah, like we're talking about, I don't think it specifically no, lays out not, a case against it. There's yeah. not a line item, don't gamble. In <laughs> right. There. Yeah. Now, like I say, uh, usually our fallback argument is you're not being a good steward of the Lord's right. gifts he's given mm-hmm. you, you know? But there's probably people out there gambling that give way more money to charity than I do, so... Yeah, And let me just give everyone a tip out there. If you're a, a Baptist and you're struggling with wanting to gamble, yeah. but you can't because your Sunday school teacher is going to put you on the prayer list. True. Do what I do. Get into cryptocurrencies. Okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's all, the exact same thrill. So they've had a little trouble in the crypto market here recently. Not, not going great. Yeah. Not going great, John. Well, you know, cryptocurrency is just an elborate scheme for the super wealthy to take wealth from the normal people. So you mean congratulations. Like the, you mean like the U.S. dollar? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, congratulations on that. No. Jane also asked, have you listened to Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon along while watching The Wizard of Oz? I have. The, I have. the band has never answered directly if they did it on purpose. What do you think? I don't think it is purposeful. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I think it's just a happy little coincidence. Hmm. You know, I have what I have watched Wizard of Oz while uh-huh. listening to the Pink I think, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, and I totally think that something's up there. <laughs> you think? Uh, and I because I've had this debate before. <laughs> okay, you think Pink Floyd sat down? wrote an album while watching Pink Floyd or while watching Wizard of Oz and then somehow timed it and recorded it all and didn't tell anybody about it. No, John, that's stupid. Okay. The demons who were influencing (laughs) Pink Floyd's music are the ones who timed all that out because they have magical powers. Have you ever seen the person hanging (laughs) themselves in Wizard of Oz? Yeah, it's not really a person hanging themselves. No, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you there. I I call bogus on that. I did too. But Uh, 
Kind of neat. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. I hadn't done it in a very long, you know, mm-hmm. like that was like college, John. Let's yeah. smoke a doob and watch, <laughs> you know, Wizard of Oz with Pink Floyd. And it's really cool. I yeah. mean, it's super cool. I just don't think they did it on purpose. I don't know if the whole album was precise. Because again, if you watch it, it's not like super duper obvious. Yeah, right. But there are just enough subtle cues, I think, that maybe they were like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if... Yeah. This lyric in this song, we put it right here or on this spot in the album. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I just don't. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. I, I people are brilliant <laughs> and can do all yeah. kind of things, but I just don't see you sitting here going, "Hey, our next album, we're going to record. Let's make <laughs> sure it syncs up with this movie." How you about know? our next podcast? <laughs> We'd sync it up to. Uh, if you, God's not dead, part three. <laughs> <laughs> if you play this podcast backwards and put on Fight Club, you know it syncs up perfectly. Yeah, you know God <laughs> three is for much better than that. Like every time one. we're talking, yeah, like there's a character, and like when you start talking, it switches to you. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's like a, a coincidence thing of where if you, it's like back when they used to play like Judas Priest records backwards and it, they said it would say, you know, hell Satan or whatever. Yeah. Well, like if no one ever told you that, it wouldn't occur to you. So I was going to say, yeah, but you had to play it backwards. And then like you're saying, you had, somebody had to tell you what they're saying. For At you the exact Barely yeah. make it right. out. Yeah, but in this one, when the scarecrow first stands up and starts jumping around I singing, know. "If only I had a brain," is the lyric, "The idiots on the grass." Yes, I know. <laughs> and like you know, it transitions when it goes to color and everything, mm-hmm. and like the music hits all perfect. Yeah, I would, it's amazing. Sometimes things like that just work out. I would recommend everyone out there to go do it because <laughs> it's pretty trippy. Yeah, I mean. Smoke a joint, watch watch it up, and you'll have a good time. <laughs> we also got a inch, we also got a text message this week. Okay, it just simply said, "Sorry, guys." Okay, <laughs> all right. That this was we got this text message right after the uh, the football game that shall not be named. Oh yeah, well we so. lost the football game. You covered it. Uh, it hurt, you know. Yeah, the first. Well, really, until this week, we lost a national championship game. We lost to Auburn in basketball. We lost to Mississippi State in basketball. And Jay Barker got arrested for trying to run over his wife in a car. Yeah. It was really tough. And everybody got COVID. Yeah, and people got COVID. <laughs> it's a tough week to be a Bama fan. That's all I'm saying. But we're back now. And by the way, Auburn has the best basketball team in the United States. They're, they have a great basketball team. and They're fun to watch. and. You know, I hope they enjoy it. Now, their coach is a documented cheater, so uh, which is fine. I don't care if he cheats, but I just want to point that out. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, one thing we need to do is we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much, and we would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier, and those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Kara Wisco, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, our newest patron, Mr. Henry Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Heard that. Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane Brown-Walker. White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, 
and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you all so much. Yes. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity, where if you sign up at the $5 tier, as my son tries to <laughs> break, break in. into our studio. <laughs> no, we're recording. <laughs> you Occup- can... <laughs> <laughs> Occupado. You can get an extended show every single week. And we also occasionally do patrons exclusive shows. We need to do another one of those, by the way. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. We need to record another patron show. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. And speaking of extensions, what do we have coming up in the extended show today? I got a story about a ballet star. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about the Italian Senate and their viewing of a hentai film. Okay. In the chambers. Sure. Sounds fun. (laughs) You got anything else? No. uh, Just thank everybody who checked on us when uh, Thomas had COVID and nobody else got it. So we're good. But I appreciate the listeners who did reach out to, to me when the word spread around. So mm-hmm. yeah, appreciate that. Well, you have been listening to earth oddity podcast and we thank you so much for listening to us. No matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple podcast, Google podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on all those. If you would like to write into the show, we are earth oddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earth oddity on Twitter. We have show art, a poorly done show art that, that we post sometimes on Instagram. Gets <laughs> that's Earth Oddity underscore. That's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we also have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That is six six two four nine three two zero five nine. That's six six two four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Patrons, welcome to the clubhouse. Uh, welcome to Mr. Hernandez. Yes. First real patron show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So glad you joined up. It's about to get wild. <laughs> Thank you for joining the odd squad. That's right. The odd squad. <laughs>